Hi guys, it's Rocky Mac. Uh, just a quick friendly message there about lockdown. Uh, you know yourself, uh, stay indoors, don't leave unless you have to, wash your hands, wear a mask if you go outside, have anti-sanitizer. Uh, don't be clumping around in groups, uh, really annoying that. Um, just cop on lads, you know what you need to do, yeah? Right, enjoy the show. And this is where Don and Sue go out for a pleasant evening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to This Is Lucha Pod. I am Costa K, and I am still in lockdown, but I am joined on this day with the birthday girl. None other than Darcy Stone. Hello. Did you like that intro? We wished you a happy birthday. I did. Let's not ask how old I am. But um, yeah, thank you for the birthday wishes. You're older than me. I'm older than most people, let's be honest. I'm like a wise owl. Well, hmm. I don't know about the wise part. (laughs) You are owl-like, though. What's that meant to mean? I don't know, but if I was to, if someone's, if like we had to give each other like a type of bird that you had to be, I would probably say, yeah, you're an owl. Oh, what would I pick for you? I think I would be like a majestic eagle. No, you're a magpie. No, fuck off. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. Definitely not a magpie. Although I do like shiny things. So you do, and you're. They they are the ones who like silver, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, you know what, actually, I'll, I'll take the magpie. Could have been worse. She could have said something really shit like a seagull or a pigeon. Yeah, but they're quite burly, you know, they're resistant. I fucking hate seagulls. They are literally the worst living creature next to cats. Oh, come off it. You don't I'm like not cats? Get it. I can't stand them. I, yeah, I cannot. We'll save that debate <laughs> for a time when it. Alec comes on with us because I'm sure he has plenty to say about that. Me and him have debated cats and dogs for years, but... We all know Malik hates dogs. Yeah. God, pair you together. It's terrible. Mm. But uh, yeah, so basically, we're here on this special episode. Uh, got a couple of little things to announce. We're going to talk about, uh, well, I mean, we can talk a bit about WrestleMania and uh, what mm-hmm. we liked. What we did, uh, well, maybe not so much what we didn't like, because I don't like focusing on negatives yeah. too much. But, you know, we'll talk about some of our favourite stuff from there. Uh, but also, I wanted to say that given that, we're all stuck in lockdown and we ain't got nothing better to do. You know, let's give people a little bit of something somewhat regularly. So from now until the end of lockdown, uh, we are planning on trying to at least make LuchaPod a weekly episodic thing. Um, Yeah. And then obviously once we're out of lockdown, that might change because then we're all going to be busy again with actual, you know, jobs and shit. Yeah. But uh, for now, yeah, the plan is to make this a weekly thing. So what do you what do you think about that, Darcy? Well, it's not like I've got any plans. So No? You're not, you're not yeah. busy? You're not going out? You're not partying? I can't say I am. Yeah. Wow. I wish. I wish I was because it is my birthday after all. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm looking forward to more LuchaPod content. And you're going to have some like special guests and stuff. Well, what a segue because, funnily <laughs> enough... Just, I mean, I've actually already recorded this, but we're, save, we're saving it for the right day to put it up. So this episode is going to go up before that episode. But I have just recently recorded a double header, two episodes with the arguably, if, if not the best wrestler in the world today, one Mr. Will Ospreay. Wow. Two now, episodes. Yeah. So, well, it wasn't planned that way. So what happened was... We spoke for about an hour and a half, and then I was starting. We were starting to wrap things up, and then Will just was like, "Well, to be fair, we've we've barely actually gotten into anything. We've 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 spent most of this talking about like just a couple of things, uh, but we got really into what we were talking about. So then he decided to stay on for another hour and a half. Uh, but by episode two, we had we were both probably a good couple of bottles of wine in each, and we're both oh, a God. bit drunk. Uh, so I'm going to go on record now and say episode two is probably a lot more uh, like they're both fairly lighthearted anyway, but like episode two is a lot more sort of funny and silly. Um, 
But uh, yeah, they're both very good episodes with a lot of uh, interesting topics of conversation. We talk about a lot of stuff from the world of lucha, obviously, to Will's time in Japan, to people in the indies, and just, yeah. And we even talked about a phenomenon known to some as pro wrestling meh. Pro wrestling meh? Yeah, mon- mon- well, specifically, Monday night meh. Yeah, you'll have to listen into the episodes to find out more about that. I'm, looking, I'm, I'm giving nothing that. away. But uh, yeah, so we did that. And then I've actually got some other guests lined up, but I won't give those away yet. We'll save that for the big announcements. Ooh. But uh, yeah, stuff to look forward to in these trying times. Yeah, we all need something to do. So um, there's no excuse not to listen, really, is there? Yeah, so I mean, like, what have you, what have you been doing during uh, all this crazy lockdown stuffs? Well, you'll be pleased to know since I last spoke to you, the last Lucha pod, I've, I've showered. That was um, That's good. a big step. Um, do you know, I haven't been, well, we've got the printing business, haven't we? So we have been doing um, orders here and there. And then um, I joined um, a reset, reset Lab okay. by Tom Dawkins and Claire. Um, mm-hmm. And we had the first session yesterday. So that was good because obviously I can't do my physio for my knee and uh, it's, you know, I'm missing everyone from Lucha. So we had a session online last night and it was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. I think oh. they've got um, an online session as well tonight. So oh, Okay. So, is it how, so how do they do it? They do it through like YouTube? So we do it through Zoom um, three times a week and we all, we're all there and they demonstrate and then um yeah it's good we got to see uh tom do the splits yesterday which i didn't even know he could do cool so cool. Uh, mad respect for that fair play was was the infamous baby luna around she was she was trying to get involved it was lesser yeah it was so cute what have yeah, you been she... doing um so i've not really uh, in the grand scheme of things i've been doing a hell of a lot of nothing because basically, uh, since lockdown kicked in, I've been put on the uh, my job as my boss, I should say. They've put me on that. Uh, I think it's called the furlough scheme. So I'm yeah. basically not allowed to do any. I was working from home, like from my laptop, and it was pretty straightforward and easy. But he said to me, in order to be a, to do the furlough scheme, you literally are not allowed to do any work. So you know, I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> I'm still going to get paid and not do any work. That's you know, whatever. But it's yeah it, it at least when i was working it was filling out the time a lot more so now it's trying to find other stuff to do which I've, in a way it's been kind of nice because before this i was never really much of a gamer and not to say i'm a massive gamer now but where i literally don't have anything else going on i'm like i'm playing a lot more playstation than i have in recent years um which has been quite fun I did see uh, you online last night at Silly O'Clock because I was also up at <laughs> Silly O'Clock yeah. playing. Yeah, so, <laughs> the fir- well, the first thing I did was I downloaded that Call of Duty, uh, what's it, uh, Warfare? Warzone. Warzone, Warzone, yeah. So I downloaded that, and bearing in mind, I used to play COD quite a bit. Like I used to play Modern Warfare uh, and World at War when the, like they first came out. Um, and then, yeah, I was playing this, and within about a minute, I was like, fuck me, like, this has gotten a lot harder or I, it's just been so it's long old. that I'm just, well, I am, I am old and I, I just can't be dealing with getting shot in the head by like 15 year old <laughs> kids who are sat at home yelling it's for their reflexes. mom to make them a brisket or something. It's the reflexes. I've noticed a lot because I like used to play all the old ones as well and I downloaded it and just my reflexes are not as quick anymore. Yeah. Um, and if you're playing on PlayStation, you're, pretty much going to be outclassed by pc players because it's easier for them to aim and stuff um okay. but yeah it's great it's great fun I've well it a lot i play i've played a few games of that and it just stressed me out and it like <laughs> given, given the amount of stress there is right now in the world i can't be dealing with that so i've yeah, still got it there things. yeah i mean i've still got it there so i'll probably have the odd game here or there whenever like my mates are like oh come on we're all we're all gonna play so i'll be like okay at least it's a lot of us but stick to your Spyro, Costa. Well, well, no, actually, I download. This is what it's come to. I can't stand football, 
But I downloaded, I bought and downloaded FIFA 20 because it was I on special offer. I saw you playing that last night and it said you were in a party of people. And I was just like, what is this? Like, yeah. you're a changed man. I am. And it turns out I'm actually half decent at it, which okay. is quite amusing to me. Um, however, Malik, so I'm going to use this time to call out Malik now because ever since I downloaded it, he's been telling me, oh, mate, I'm going to smash you. I'm going to smash you. Mate, I, I called him yesterday and was like, listen, come on. You've been saying you're going to beat me. I've, you know, it's, I've had it for like a, not even a week now, but I feel confident enough that I can have a decent game. Come on, let's play. And he refused to play me because apparently uh, he, he has no balls. So just, just <laughs> Malik, a bitch. come on. No, it's cool. You know, the, talking all the big talk. The heavy ballless hitter. <laughs> just no balls. <laughs> he had, he, as far all these years I've known him, he's been quite a tough guy. You know, he's bragged about how big his balls are, and all of a sudden last night. No balls. Shit the bed, didn't they? Yeah, completely shit the bed. And, uh, well, I was going to save this till later, but uh, while we're on the subject of Malik, how about it? Shall we? Shall we do it? We need a theme for this. Oh, we got, well, we've got a theme. Have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to send a special shout out to Sam Berry, who sent us a theme that he specially made for this segment of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. It's Malik Mysteries. Malik Mysteries. Malik Mysteries. Malik Mysteries. Oh, Malik. So, do you recall what the last story was that we told? Oh, wait. Okay. It wasn't the dog one, was it? No, so last time we revealed that Malik did run away from Kip's dog. However, the story that was told was about Malik being at a professional wrestling show, being kicked in the arse by a a famous former WWE champion and almost getting into a punch-up with them live on Fight TV. That's right. And I said it, I thought it was true because of Malik's hot-headedness. So... This time around, I did kind of forget to put a thing up uh, asking people what their thoughts are uh, on whether they think it's true or false. So I might actually do that now because this episode's not going to go up for like another day or two anyway. Yeah, so and, and if you listen and you haven't heard that, just shout really loudly. Yeah, just have a quick answers. guess now of whether you think it's true or not. And in T minus five seconds, I'll reveal whether it's true or not. Okay. Okay. Seamless. So that story was completely true. Malik did indeed almost get into a punch up with a former WWE champion live on Fight TV. But are you you allowed to say who is? Um, it's not really so much that I'm not. I am or am not allowed to. But I, I mean, this guy's a dick anyway. I'd I'd rather not even give him the publicity. That's fair. All right. Fuck him. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) Team Malik. Yeah, I'm th- mate. I, I should. Every part of me wishes I'd let. I, I, so I told somebody. I, I told one of the bosses about that uh, years later, and they said to me, "Ah, it's a shame you didn't just let him let him go for it." And I was like, "I know," but then the boss did look at me and go, "Also, thank you for not letting him go for it." <laughs> so like the boss did say, like he had. They had both. You know, they saw both perspectives. But anyway, one of those workers. Hmm. Yeah. So, as agreed last time, you have the floor this oh, no. for a story. I forgot about that. So, what is this week's Malik mystery? Darcy Stone, over to you. Right, so, um, me, Malik is not afraid of many things. Um, he probably should be, considering he's starting punch-ups with WWE stars. Um most but he, starting punch-ups, but carry on. <laughs> but he he does have some fears, and um, one of them is that he's terrified of ghosts. Really, really terrified. Um, in particular, a nightmare that he had where he saw a hand scratching across his window when he was a kid and it's if you ever bring it up he's absolutely terrified about it do you think malik is the sort of guy that would be scared of ghosts or do you think he'd start fighting them anyway well that is the question 
to our listeners. Do you think Malik is afraid of ghosts? You let us know what you think. Uh, and I will try to remember to actually put a poll up this time so people can let us know. Um, <laughs> so that way I have some form of statistics to read when we, uh, when we do the results. But uh, yeah, cool. So that was this week's edition of... Malik Mysteries. Malik Mysteries. Malik Mysteries. Oh, Malik. Right, so this past weekend, we saw WrestleMania. And it was probably one of the most, well, I mean, it was definitely the most unique WrestleMania ever. Like in front of no fans, and obviously this whole no fans concept has been going on for a few weeks now in pro wrestling. Uh, like obviously we had the no fans Monday show for Wrestle Talk, but then there's obviously been uh, AEW have been doing no fan shows, Raw and SmackDown have been doing the same thing. I think NXT as well. Uh, but like it's kind of unprecedented that that's happened. Like it's a two day event for WrestleMania, so yeah, it was just kind of crazy and. I won't lie, like, I think me, like, I think most people, myself included, were all a bit like, oh, like, it just doesn't feel like WrestleMania leading up to it. Yeah. But, but then by the end of, like, just by the end of show one, to be honest with you, I had, I was just like, fair play to them. Like, they knocked this out of the park. Like, this could have been one of the worst WrestleManias in history. But to be honest, I've, I actually enjoyed this WrestleMania more than I've enjoyed a lot of, like, the most recent WrestleManias. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of hate online from a lot of people going, oh, I don't know why they bothered having a mania and I'm not going to bother tuning in. And it's sort of, I was quite saddened by that because if you think about everyone who couldn't go, and yeah, it's not going to be the same, um, but, like, all the workers that obviously were not going to get any form of their WrestleMania moment. So I think having a show was better than not having a show. And I tell you what, they, I think they knocked it out of the park, really, yeah. with, with just, I was blown away by how creative they were and how on WWE they were. Um, and I really was like gripped. And after day one, as you said, I was, because we didn't know what to expect. When day two came, I was really excited to see what they were going to do. Yeah, no, same. I, uh, yeah, I mean, like for, from a like, because a lot of people were obviously like harping on about the um, health and safe, safety side of things, and like they should just postpone it because of you know we need to keep social distancing a thing. And I do agree with that. So mm-hmm. part of me was a bit like, ah, oh, maybe they should have just waited because you know risking health and everything like that. But at the same time, that's kind of always been Vince and WWE's mo. It's like literally like the show will always go on. There was no way that that show was not going to happen. There was just no way. Yeah. Because no, everyone was debating for a few weeks, like, oh, my God, WrestleMania might be cancelled. And I I just remember I remember saying to Malik, I was just like, nah, <laughs> Vince is not cancelling this show. At, like, it's never going to happen. Like, they did a show, like, a couple of days after 9-11 happened. They did... Um, they've done shows in even, like, just really horrible circumstances. So they're going to do this show. And... They rolled with the punches. They did it the way they did it. And yeah, like you said, I think it ended up coming off really well. Uh, and before we get to like the two matches that I think are like probably going to the most talked about, um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just sort of think like to your point about there being no crowd and it may be taking away from certain things and whatever. Like, I think the only point that like made me feel like, ah, oh, it's a shame there wasn't a crowd there was for drew when he he won the belt yeah i was really glad for him well i mean i wasn't i wasn't it was like i was really happy for him because like obviously the guys worked hard for years and like absolutely deserves that and he's so good as well yeah and like the little moment for me was because you could feel like even though there was no crowd there for him this was a really real emotional moment and you could see it in his face which was what made it really cool but just a little part of me was like oh man like would have been really cool if he'd had that crowd pop as well because the there was reaction, that point yeah yeah playing the roof off yeah well like that point where he looked into the camera though and re- like looked out to the crowd watching at home and said like thank you that was like real and that was cool yeah. so i was like yeah at least you know at least he won and at least he had the moment so you know kudos to him for that and 
yeah, the whole show for me was just very good. But I, I thought the same with um, Rhea as well. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think I agree with that. Because I thought that was a match that needed a would have it was a great match, but it would have been better with a crowd and for her as well. It would have been yeah. nicer. Yeah, I think there were a few matches that were a bit like that where they were like it was a, it was still a very good match, but it was like ugh. Like mm, need it could have done with a crowd reaction for what they were doing, mm-hmm. um, but then there was the a few matches that it was just like they were so gritty and good that it like he didn't even need the crowd. Like for me, the most like the best and most underrated match of the whole night for me personally was Daniel Bryan and um, uh, Sami Zayn. I love that match. It was so good because we were all in a group chat talking about it as this was yeah. happening. I remember a few people were shitting on the beginning of it, saying, oh, they're not doing anything. And I was just sat there. I said, like, this is this is old school. This is they're doing like camp show 101 right here. They're, for a good, they're killing five minutes. With yeah. just Sami Zayn being an ultimate chicken shit heel. And then the next like 10 minutes or however long it is that they did was just a it fight. Just and it, Ring they of went, Honor style, didn't they? Yeah, it just evolved from like camp show wrestling to like fight forever ring of honor i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you wrestling and it was it was great the the way they had that match as well it was one of the only matches on the card where i just feel like they were so comfortable like there could have been a crowd there could have been two people there like this is they're such pros that didn't matter like they're gonna give us everything yeah absolutely they were yeah daniel bryan obviously is one of the best in the world and Sami Zayn's just an incredibly underrated performer as well uh, but like I was saying earlier, there was two matches from this whole show that just has the world talking and I think very conflicted, which surprises me. I, I legit thought everyone would just love both, but apparently, you know, you well, I shouldn't you even can't be shocked. Win them all. Yeah, I shouldn't even be shocked because people are dicks. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so the boneyard match, like. And the Firefly Flund... Uh, I can't even say it, you know, because it's Firefly too many Firefly Flund... The, fire, yeah, that is... Gosh. the Firefly Funhouse match were both absolutely incredible. And I, I think my summary of both of them, it was like, for me, it was like WWE goes to the movies. It was like the Boneyard match... Genius. Well, the Boneyard match to me was like a cowboy thriller action movie. And then... The Firefly Funhouse match, which I'm, we're going to have to call it. We're just going to call it the Funhouse. Yeah, the Funhouse match. There we go. Jesus. The Funhouse match was more like a horror, sci fi, like just a dark comedy. It was psychology, wasn't it? There wasn't a lot of like actual wrestling. And I think that's why people weren't into it. But it was more like the psychological thriller thing. It was just so good, and like I mean, to start on the boneyard match, so like I remember just the beginning of it when we, because I didn't realize at first it was going to be the way it was. My thought was when they said boneyard match, I think like a lot of people, I thought it was going to be a buried alive match, just yeah. in an empty arena, and then somebody put it in my head that oh, no, I think it's going to happen on a set at like a, a um in a cemetery type thing, and I was like, oh, that's a bit odd. And then when the moment it started and AJ just popped out of the coffin, that made me laugh. But then the moment I heard that motorcycle rev, I was was done. I was like, ah, here we go. And yeah, it was a mate. Like for me, the undertaker throughout that was just gold. AJ was gold. And like the undertaker to me is the Clint Eastwood of WWE. He is. And it's such with, with both those matches, I think, it was a real throwback to anyone who's been watching WWE for a long time. And, you know, you get that sort of nostalgic pull. Um, I just, I wonder what people who had never, like, if that was their first introduction to Mania or WWE, um, I wonder how they received it. Because to me, I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, uh, like, this feels familiar, but not familiar. It feels like... It's from the past, but it's completely new, if that makes sense at all. Yeah. It, yeah, for me, I like, literally the only word I can use to describe the Boneyard match was just cool. <laughs> just so cool. Like they, I, And here's the thing as well, like the trash talk in it felt real. 
Because like they were trash talking each other the whole way through it. Like AJ was giving him shit. Taker would then started like back at him, and it felt real because it kind of was real. But then you compare that trash talk, and again, I don't want to like shit on anybody, but like the like the way Seth Rollins was trash talking Kevin Owens, like it it just the way he, like I don't even I loved that match as well. Like I thought like especially once they got to the no DQ part, like, I thought it really picked up mm-hmm. and it was done really well but it, i don't know it was just the, the way he was trash talking felt very cartoonish and like that's not how people like when people chat shit when they're having a fight that's not how they talk to each other um whereas the boneyard match although in modern day society if you got into a fight that probably wouldn't be what you said either <laughs> but it felt realistic because every anyone who would have watched that i guarantee you most people in the world have probably at some point in their life seen a cowboy movie and that's what that felt like. It felt like listening to two cowboys giving each other shit as they were like getting ready to have the showdown. Yeah, and I love the like little Matrix style bit where all the druids come out, and you're just yeah. like, oh, it's on. You're just watching it. I was like on the edge of my seat, just going, yes, come on. <laughs> like the druids <laughs> part was amazing, but like uh, the uh, you know what did it for me as well? It was the musical changes. It was just so good because it, it just the the sudden change to where it got really fucking dark and slow. It was like, oh man, that was cool. Like for me now, all pro wrestling matches should always come with a soundtrack. Well, it's um, it was weird actually because I was about a couple of minutes in when I realised I thought, oh my god, they they're keeping the music. Mm. The music is part of this performance. Um, and you're right, like, I think a lot, more rest, a lot more matches should have themes to tell the story. Yeah, I, I think they did a hell of a job with that. The musical choices in that were great. And even in the Funhouse match, it was awesome as well. Um, so the question is that I pose to you, what do <laughs> Don't you do think, it. <laughs> what was better, the Boneyard match or the Funhouse match? Oh. And okay, I'll tell you what, let me, let me rephrase that actually, because... What's what's better is obviously subjective. So let's go from the more subjective point of view. Which one did you just personally enjoy a little bit more? If I, I mean, you might not have. You might have literally just enjoyed them the same. But you know, I enjoyed the Funhouse match more, and the reason I did was because I think after seeing the Boneyard match, I was already thinking of things that they would be doing, mm. um, senior and Wyatt. And it sort of set the foundation for what they could do. But it's just all the nostalgia and the throwbacks and just how it wasn't a wrestling match, but it definitely was a wrestling match. Yeah. And it was so unique. Like, I love the Boneyard match. That was brilliant. Um, but that was a fight, whereas the Funyard, uh, the Funhouse match was a different kind of fight. Um, and I've seen a lot of negative reviews of that match, but... I think that was the highlight of the whole WrestleMania, that, that one. Yeah, see, for me, I think I, I think the Funhouse match was definitely the better one, just because you could tell it was, it was a lot, not to take anything away from the Boneyard match, because for me, the Boneyard match is the one I personally just enjoyed more. But from a, in terms of, like, from an unbiased point of view, I can, I can look at both of them and say the Funhouse match was actually better because... It was just so much more like create unpredictability and creativity in it. Whereas yeah. the Boneyard match was just so fucking cool. And like I again, I personally enjoyed the Boneyard match even like more than the Funhouse match because it was just I, I liked it just because obviously it was cool and Taker and AJ were just just battering each other. It was awesome. Um and I like that kind of a movie setting to the version they did there. I'm not a massive horror guy, but Watching the Funhouse match, I can see that like there was a lot more psychology and a lot more creativity, and like yeah, it was just it was just crazy. Like you couldn't like with the Boneyard match, certain things like you could pr- kind of predict when you were watching it. Oh my god, I think he's going to do this. Oh my god, they're going to do that. Oh my god, yeah. he's going to choke slam him off of this or whatever. So you could kind of see things coming a bit. With the Funhouse match, you literally had no idea what was coming at any point. During. If anybody even dares tell me, "Oh, I saw that coming," then they're full of yeah. shit. <laughs> you, you like, you could not predict a single thing from that match. I liked how um, the Funhouse match sort of made the last sort of 
however many years of Bray's WWE career make sense. Like he, he, it was like he had this plan the whole time, and I love that. I love you know when he had he was sitting there in his rocking chair, and I was like, oh shit, okay. So this was kind of the reason why, and I just like it when things when matches reference something that happened before and make it all seem worth it. Yeah, no, I I think yeah, I think they did a really really good job of um of yeah just piecing it all together and just putting it out there and like for, again like we said earlier this was a wrestlemania that so many people did not have high expectations for and not only did it like exceed those expectations but now it's like everyone's going to be expecting stuff like that from now on now yeah <laughs> and i think i think it would be great if you know at pay-per-views there was one match like that a creative match i don't yeah. know if vince will do it but um i think after that they like you say they have got sort of something to live up to now well the 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 future will let us know i'm sure at some point we will find out i don't know it's curious because they could potentially do more during lockdown maybe they'll Mm. wait a year and only do it once a year i I, honestly i don't know but you know we'll, we'll have to wait and see i guess they know that they've left us wanting more and that's the main thing It's all a bit mad out there at the moment, isn't it? Well, you know what isn't mad? Luchapod. Well, it's kind of mad, but that's good. Anyway, if you didn't know already, I'm Freddie Mercurio. I'm the uh, former Lucha Britannia champion that now resides over in Canada. I know, weird crazy stuff. If you're after a bit more weird, crazy stuff, why not check out some of my work and some of the work of my friends over at Demand Lucha. You can find us really easily, particularly if you type Demand Lucha over in YouTube. Check out some of the free videos. There's a lot of free wrestling to view. Absolutely. And that was uh, my boy Otis. Oh. Oh. The I don't think, I don't think I've emotionally recovered. Oh, I'm same. big brother Otis. I said this the other day in that group chat and I'll say it again and I'll say it to anybody who ever asks me what I think of Otis. Brother Otis is goals. He is. He, I love him. He is just goals. I was made notes about all the matches, about what I thought. And um, Otis versus Ziggs is just two hearts and a crying face. That was all I could write. <laughs> I was so emotional. Oh, uh, mate, yeah, no, o- Otis. So my, would you like to know my notes for that match? Yeah, go for it. So I wrote Dolph versus Otis. Sit on him, Otis. So much belly. <laughs> Great match. I'm emotionally scarred. But in a good, like in a good way. Like I was so happy. Like I just, I had a, a slight tear in my eye when oh, that lovely young Mandy Rose came out and gave Big Brother Otis what he rightfully deserved—a big old wet, sloppy kiss. We all needed that. That was iconic, iconic WrestleMania moment. It was. Uh, and speaking, I mean, I don't want to hark on the negatives too much, but I have one, I have other notes for someone else. And it's literally the same thing every time this human being popped up on my screen. I know exactly who you're going to talk about. Come on. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know what a Gronk is, <laughs> but whatever it is, I don't want any. And I don't, think re- I don't w- think the rest of the world ever wants it again. Please, no more Gronk. I love how um, he was standing on the balcony for two days being annoying in his little ski suit just to jump down and win. So I have no problem with celebrities coming in. And to be fair, I, maybe Gronk is a big deal in America and I just don't... Is he a celebrity? 
I, I, from what I understand, he's a former American football. I mean, he might be a current American football player. I honestly don't know. It's something to do with football, and I think he hosts a lot of parties. But of course, he does. I, I just, no, I just go away. <laughs> just that was. Oh, it was. And you know what? Okay, so I'm going to use this opportunity now as well to start a campaign. I mean, it, well, I'm hoping to start a campaign. I'm going to try and get this, make this a thing. So please join me, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, in showing some love to somebody who never gets any love. So Gronk spent two days on a podium waiting to win the 24-7 title. (laughs) Did it, and then he fucked off. Then we got the man who should have been the rightful host of WrestleMania. Yeah. Big deal, Titus O'Neil popping up. And it got me thinking... We need justice for Titus. Next year, I want Titus O'Neil to be the host of WrestleMania 37. He deserves it, right? He got shoved in that hole at the last minute because Gronk got greedy and won a belt. So, and then there was also that they make fun of him every chance they get. He got he slid under the ring and they won't. I mean, fair play, that was hilarious, and I wouldn't leave that alone either. But never anyone forget that. No, of course not. But at the same time, give the guy a break. Let's give him wrestle. He's not going to, you know, they're never going to give him that big push, I don't think, because he's just too nice. So let's give him something better. Let's let him host WrestleMania next year. I would gladly sign that petition. Let's do it. Hashtag Hashtag Justice. Come on, (laughs) say it properly now. Hashtag Justice for Titus. Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah. I'm not going to embarrass myself and try to do the noise right now. I need to be a little bit inebriated to do that. Um, what did you think uh, about Orton and Edge? So that was quite a big match as well. Wasn't yeah. It? So it wasn't like so. I knew that match was quite long because obviously watching it, it felt like a long match. Um, but I didn't realize till afterwards it was actually about forty minutes. Blimey, was it? Outside, from what I understand, outside of the Brett and Sean Iron Man match, which I think is the only Iron match in WrestleMania history, I could be wrong. Um, but outside of Brett and Sean, that is the longest WrestleMania match in history. Blimey. And see, yeah. that wouldn't have worked in front of a crowd either. No, see, I, I disagree. I actually think that match, like. So I actually enjoyed it. I feel like I enjoyed it for the wrong reasons because I was kind of getting laughs out of all of the silly shit they were doing yeah backstage um, Brazil, Brazzers match yeah I mean yeah that you said it not me um <laughs> but like I, I don't know like for me I think they did a good job because they were trying to make it feel gritty and like re- like a real fight which they which they did a pretty good job of because again like they just literally brawled everywhere but I think they could have cut some time off of it but that's just my own opinion um I just yeah I think that match I think, given all of the crazy shit they were doing, that match would have a hundred percent benefited from a crowd because that crowd, a crowd, would have been hot to have Edge because it's Edge's first match mm. back, and everyone would have been losing their shit. Oh my god, we're finally going to get to see Edge wrestle, and yeah. So I, I don't know. For me, it was a bit long, but overall, I enjoyed it, and I'm just really happy to see Edge back wrestling again. And you I could really, see really like the finish. Yeah, yeah, the finish was very good. I tell, what I, I tell you what the main thing I picked up from that match was. So all this money that the WWE make, right, through the Saudi deals, through Fox, through TV sponsors, all of this, like, stupid money, right? Brother Vince needs to put his hand in his pocket and buy some new office chairs for the end of the because I was watching them fighting, and they got some flimsy-ass office chairs, you know? Yeah, there's no lumbar support there, is there? No, man. Put your hand in your pocket, you tight old bitch. <laughs> like, fair play. You've got to keep costs down and that, but come on now. <laughs> like, get, get a comfy office chair for your people. That, that, that's some Ikea bullshit right there. That ain't, that ain't, <laughs> ain't, ain't even the good side of Ikea. That's the cheap section of Ikea. Yeah, that's that is a bit stingy. That's the section of Ikea that, like, you or me go to. That's, come on now, bruh. Yeah, sort it out, Vince. You could you could buy some like I ain't saying he's got to buy lazy boys for everybody, but you know some comfortable seating would be nice. And also there was a uh, a hole in the roof of the PC, which I noticed. Was there? I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, there was that. So 
you can't see the hole because they've had it covered up now. So when <laughs> I, this is the this, okay, so let me just preface this: this is the kind of stupid shit that I was picking up on during WrestleMania. <laughs> Everybody else is like, oh my god, what a great match, what great psychology. Costa's like, all oh, the decors a bit. Mm. <laughs> um, so I know yeah. people were mentioning um, the fan and just like. Well, is going, oh God, I wish we had a fan when we were wrestling. Well, the fan popped me because it reminded me of WAW Academy shows because they have a fan right above the ring there because it's in a small little building and you, like, you can't move the fan. You, we try, they try to keep the ring away from the fan as much as they can, but there's like two sides of the ring. If you climb on that top rope, your head is hitting that fan. God, uh, if you turn it on, that'd be an interesting match. Oh, it's been on. It's in been a decapitation on match. It's amazing. But, um, but yeah, no, during Orton and Edge, when they were on top of the truck, when Edge went for the concerto, I noticed the roof. It's like, it's all white, but then there was one brown wooden patch on the roof, which has clearly been filled in because there must have been like a leak or something. And I was like, see, that's what happens when you buy cheap roofers. <laughs> you got, uh, you got to out for this shit. Stop cutting costs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, I, overall, WrestleMania, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there was a... I, I mean, again, I don't want to go on too much about all of the matches and details and things like that, but like just a couple of like little funny notes, I suppose, that I've got. Um, so the noises make like they make me laugh, right? Because it's an empty building. Like I never noticed. Uh, I, I mean, I know she was always quite noisy anyway, but I never noticed until this just how amazing Oscar's noises are. She's fantastic, isn't she? That was just amazing. Uh, also, I was very happy to see JBL back. More JBL, please. Yeah. Um, and yeah, oh, <laughs> so on the topic of shouting, like, Oscar was great. The one that popped me more than anything, and this is the only note I have for Braun Strowman versus Goldberg, and the note I have is big shouty men. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just that part where, like, they got face to face and Braun, like they said, Braun Strowman, and then he just screamed as he always does. And then Bill Goldberg, and then he screamed right back at him. Yeah, they like, were trying to pop each other for sure. Just do that. Just do this for three minutes and then hit, <laughs> hit a spear, hit a power slam, go home. That's all I want. And they kind of did it. And I'm glad it was short and sweet. But yeah, it was the big shouty men. That's it. That was great. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, um, but yeah, great. overall. How would you rate this year's WrestleMania compared to other manias? Would you put it in the category of one of the worst WrestleManias ever? Would you put it in the category of an average mania or uh, um, like an, one of the better manias? How, how would you rank it? It's really difficult because obviously it's completely unique. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to compare it to other manias because mania is about the show, isn't it? And it's everything that comes with it. So if I'm taking it just on, you know, matches, on the, the quality of the matches, I would put it in the middle somewhere. Um, I think if they didn't have the two concept matches, it would have been a lot lower. Mm. Um, so I'd put it probably slap bang in the middle. Yeah, I think, like, given the set of circumstances around it like you know there's not a lot they, they could have either cancelled it or done it the way they did it and they chose to do it the way they did it and by doing it that way at least we got a show and it did it helped take people's minds off of everything for a little while which is kind of what the aim was um and yeah i agree if the concept matches weren't there if the funhouse match and the boneyard match weren't there then it probably wouldn't have been nearly as enjoyable um but I personally, I think I would put it in like the upper middle area, if that's mm-hmm. a thing. Like just, just or, or the bottom high end, I guess. However you want to put it. <laughs> um, like I wouldn't say it was one of the best WrestleManias of all time, but given their circumstances and everything, like yeah, I, you can't take it away from. Them. No, it could have been a complete everyone, failure. Yeah, it wasn't. And I think everyone owes like thanks and stuff to everyone who took part in that show and like. Just an amazing job, given you know horrible, horrible place that we are in in the world right now. But we're getting there, slowly but surely. Yeah. Well, it definitely cheered me up. So it cheered me up too. And speaking of things that have cheered me up, I have some good news, oh, which I'm sure you're already aware of. But we're going to tell me pretend, again, anyway. Pretend it's breaking news. 
So, there is going to be a wedding. Oh. Yeah. I, d- I do know about this, but oh. Well, I mean, a lot of most people should know about it because they <laughs> put it online now. But <laughs> so, I'd like to send out some congrats to Brother Kip Sabian on popping the question to Sister Penelope Ford. I'm to which that. she said yes. Yeah. And do you oh, want to hear a? Uh, do you want to hear a podcast exclusive? Tell me. Costa K is going to be a groomsman at that wedding. No. Mm-hmm. That's, big, that's, that's right. some huge responsibility. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna so I'm gonna try and get Kip on the podcast in the future, and I'm gonna save that episode to explain how it is that I have become a groomsman because it was a. <laughs> the, I don't want to give it away now, but it happened in a really funny way. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later. But <laughs> but yeah, so I'm very happy for them. And that wedding yeah, congratulations, is going to be great. guys. The stag party is going to be Blimey. amazing. Um, Do you know what you're doing for it? No, nah, no, nah, we don't know yet. I mean, literally only proposed like two days ago. <laughs> hey, that's, most, most girls have had their wedding planned since they were like kids, so I'm just... <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure the two of them have plans, but like, I, I'm not that deep into it yet. I've, I've only just been brought in to make, be a groomsman. Fair enough. Yeah, so there you go. But it's, uh, it's very, very happy for him, very happy for her, and cannot wait for this wedding. And now, basically, I have to go to America uh, next year or whenever it is they get married. Have you not been to America before? I haven't. So I was meant to go in May, which actually very nicely brings us on to the topic of Lucha, which we haven't spoken at all about on Lucha Pod. Probably but, should. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I was meant to go in May for the Lucha International show, um, which hasn't officially been cancelled yet. Uh, I have a feeling it probably will be. Um, but even if it's not, I'm still not sure if I'll, I'll be able to go because obviously the flights and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which would be a shame, but at the same time, I'd I'd rather stay here and be healthy if it's going to be a if it's going to be a thing with uh, still with with health risks and everything. But, yeah, we um, have no idea how it will be in May. Yeah, so I I can't really predict it at the moment. We're still a month. We're I'm literally a month away from when I'm meant to be going out there, but I I can't see it happening personally. Um, but you know that's a shame. But yeah, next year be I'll be out there. Uh, well, if if they get married next year, I'm kind of assuming. But um, whenever they do get married, that'll be when I definitely go to the United States. Ooh. Uh, You'd have to, like, anyway, do podcasts on the US. Document yeah, your time. I will. I will. I will. Uh, I will take a recording device known as a telephone because that's what we record stuff on these days. And uh, yeah, we're I'll very cra- high tech over here at Luchapod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're recording. I'm on my laptop right now, I'll have you know. I'm a, we're on Skype. Yeah. We are. We um, But yeah, so speaking of Lucha, I understand that the Lucha t-shirts are still available. They are. So we've the pre-order's finished, um, and yep. we sent out two... I think we've sent two batches out of Lucha shirts. So thank you so much for everyone who's bought them. Um we sent the money over to Greg and Gary last week and they are very, very grateful to every single person who bought a shirt. Um, I was actually a bit overwhelmed, actually, how grateful they were. Um, That's awesome. So thank you so much, everyone. Um, I think we raised like £150 for them. So That's good. Very good. Always, always room for more and you can still buy the T-shirts. They say, keep calm and looch on and you can get them from onthegear.co.uk. And they're just £20. There you go. The Lucha t-shirts still available. So, you know, we want to keep the, the Resgal running for as long as we can. Obviously, there's nothing going on in there at the moment. But, you know, we still there's still bills to be paid. And, you know, every penny helps. So thank you to everybody who has bought one already. And to everyone who will buy one. Because I'm sure more people will. Because it's for a great cause. Uh, what else and- can you get on the gear, Costa? Oh, oh, she's asking. She's asking the questions. So I've set you up. So there is the all new and exclusive Cos Industries, the world is ours t-shirt featuring caricatured pictures of yours truly, the Greek sleeves, the Greco grappler, the pod god. Oh, that's a, oh, mate, I'm pod stealing god. that. Oh, there the pod is. god, the god of pod, whatever. Oh, 
mate, we're going to have a new T-shirt soon. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Start selling these ones then. Oh, we're going to sell these. We're going to have a Lucha Pod cartel gimmick on your thing as well. It's going to be great. Uh, but anyway, so the Cos Industries T-shirt featuring myself and the heavy shitter himself, Mr. Malik. <laughs> uh, and they are available at um, the low, low cost of... I'm setting pounds. you up because I can't remember how much you've put priced them for. Twenty pounds. <laughs> Twenty pounds. There it is. <laughs> um, I did actually print your version and send it to you, and I'm I've put a little surprise. So, um, so hang on. So hold up. So hold up. Because I thought about this yesterday because I saw your thing about where you printed the the t-shirts, mm-hmm. and it made me chuckle. That I mean, it hasn't come today, so I'm going to assume it's probably going to come in the next day or two. But it did make me chuckle because I thought, imagine if it came today, because then you would be sending me a present on your birthday. Well, do you know what I bought for your birthday a few years ago? No. If you remember. can't recall. I've been hitting the head a lot. You're going to have to refresh my memory. <laughs> I, um, I bought something, and then you asked me what I bought you for your birthday, and I revealed that I'd actually just bought your T-shirt. Oh, yeah, you bought my T-shirt, yes. <laughs> For your birthday, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> that makes sense actually, because I, rem- I remember you you did them impression videos on Instagram, and I saw you wearing my t-shirt. I was like, I don't remember giving her one of them. You don't give away free t-shirts. Uh, I I trade. I usually trade them. And to be fair, I have actually given away a few for free. I do remember you lending me a Cos Industries one um, when yeah. I was part so, of Cos Industries, but I had to give that back after the show. Yeah, of course. So, so none of those cos shirts, I think, are in existence anymore. Because really? yeah, so I, we all we each had two. It was me, Kip, Malik, and G. And then I think, well, Kip, I'm sorry, G probably still has both of his because he he's G and he's in hibernation. But uh, Malik, within, I mean, to be fair, me and Malik both held on to ours for quite a while. Uh, but then Kip lost one of his at the Resgal the first time he ever wrestled there. Um, then the other one, I'm pretty certain he just lost in general because he's useless like that. Then one of mine I had, I gave to Callum when he joined Cos, which he then ripped by accident, or he blames his mum. Apparently, it ripped in the wash, which isn't even a thing. Like I don't understand how that's humanly possible. <laughs> he's like, lost it. Let's I've washed, like me uh, in my house. We've washed clothes for years, and I don't believe my mum's ever ripped a t-shirt of mine in the wash. Nor have I ripped any of my clothes whenever I've done my own washing. So I don't understand how that's a thing. Wait, this Callum's blaming his mum? Yeah, he put it on his mum. See, Joanne, she's uh, wash- she washed my frontline tops for ages because I kept ruining them and having to ask Will for new ones. So we know that's not true because she is a goddess of um, well, go. t-shirts. So right, well... you're a big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out his mum there, he was. But, I'll uh, defend her with my life. <laughs> there you go. Big love to Joe Newman. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, yeah, we don't have them anymore. So all gone. Oh, well, you've got your brand new ones now. So we do, so and that's on its way to me, and I cannot wait to wear it. And I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna have to talk to you about putting in a uh, a couple of orders for a couple of t-shirts as well for a couple of people who I want to gift them to. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll chat business after. We will. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk numbers and figures. We'll crunch the mm-hmm. crunch we'll the crunch digits, the, cross yeah. the O's. Do carry the three. We'll carry the three and uh, dot the gimmick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much everything that kind of like has been happening this week in terms of wrestling. Like that was Mania. Uh, Wrestle Talk actually did a really cool thing again. They actually put up uh, Indie Mania where they took shows from all across the independent scene and aired matches uh, on a live stream which i'm kind of we're a bit late to plug now but you know it was cool uh, the videos are um still on the youtube channel so you can go and watch them as far as i'm aware um and yeah really really good stuff and hopefully we will be out of lockdown sooner rather than later what is yeah. what's the first thing that you're planning on doing when this is all over i'm going to go to the gym for sure Okay. Um, I start, that sounds really lame but I'll probably go to the gym and then I'm going to go and see my family and have a sort of belated birthday thing and then probably go to the pub 
I feel like going to the pub with just it's they're going to be rammed and it's just going to have a really good vibe. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So I want to sound really cool and say the first thing I'm going to do when this is over is go and party and go to a club and smash through some booze and I, that is the plan. However, realistically, the first thing I'm going to do when this is all over is probably go and visit my nan. Oh bless. Yeah. You know, got to be done. I think that's what most people will do, will be going to see their loved ones, because it is tough. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's been tough for a lot of people, but like we keep saying, we're getting through it, and everyone's just got to stay indoors and... Uh, wash you know, your hands. Social distance, and yes, wash your hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll be back at Lucha soon. And, you know, we've got a few more minutes here before we wrap things up. Let's talk a little bit about Lucha as well real quick mm-hmm. so when we do inevitably come back to lucha let's do a little uh, little fantasy booking maybe oh what matches do you want to see happen at the next triple l show as and when it's back i i definitely want to see um anarcho versus clementine because that i was looking forward to that and that obviously didn't happen mm-hmm. but i'd quite like to see the new blood versus Evan Lee. Okay. I think that would be quite good. So the new blood have just actually lost their brother though, because he's out in America now, Darian. So I'm hoping if it's, if it's a fantasy tag. booking, if it's a fantasy booking though, I can bring him back. True. True. That is how fantasy works. If, I mean, if the firefly Funhouse has taught us anything, anything can happen in wrestling. Yeah, well, exactly. There's literally no rules in wrestling anymore. There's some ideas for your boys. If you're listening. There you go. Make it happen. Fulfill Darcy Stone's fantasy. Mm. I don't know who I'd. I don't know what I'd want to see. I'd quite like to see. Uh, there's a few matches for like a few different people and for different reasons. Like, I'd like to see the New Blood boys from a purely perspective of I've not put myself over enough yet. I would quite like to see the New Blood wrestle cost industries at some point. In the future, Mm, Um, but I'm not wrestling on Triple L at the moment. So, I mean, no no one is because there's no shows. But even before that, I I wasn't. Um, But you know, never know. One day, maybe one one day when we think your head out of retirement. Yeah, they got they got to prove their worth first (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because I'm awesome. Um, But yeah, no, I'd like to wrestle them. But outside of myself, I think. If you weren't injured, you and Clementine would be interesting. Oh, that will happen at one point. I hope right. so. That'd be good. I'd like to see her beat the shit out of you. Oh, you. Oh, honey, really? What? What? Are you, what are you trying to imply? Well, I don't want to ruin anything, but um, I think I could take her. Oh, oh, them's fighting words, Clementine. Yeah. If you're listening, she's coming for you. I'm a trash talk the Clem. On. I'm not even going to repl- respond to that. That I can't dignify that with a response. I I just I've just realised my age. Like I can't trash talk anymore. Really, I have, I've got no street fight talk. Yeah, no, you didn't. That was that was terrible. Yeah. And if you if you if you trash talk like the way you're the way you oh sorry if you fight when you come back from injury like you trash talk, <laughs> your Clementine's got an easy day ahead of her. True, true. Well, I've got a long time to work on it, so... Yeah, well, you know, uh, I think another match that I would like to see is... You know what, it's been so long I've forgotten who even exists outside of my house anymore. I know, (laughs) but you know what's good, though? When we get back and the Resgar's open and training's back on, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of new people who will have been sitting in isolation, maybe watching online wrestling and maybe got a buzz... Hopefully listening to This Is Luchapod. Yeah. So that will be exciting to get some new faces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think I think it will be very busy. I think, all, to be fair, I think all wrestling schools and just wrestling shows once this is over. And it's not even just wrestling because it's such a big thing. Like, it's, it's mm. a global pandemic. It's like everything, I think, is going to be busy when this is over because everyone's going to just want to go everywhere. Yeah, the first Luch Monday is going to be uh, something. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. If it wasn't crazy already, it's about to reach a whole new level when we're 
when we bust out of this joint. <laughs> That's right, I'm street. Sure, sure. Yeah. But anyway, I think, uh, I think that just about does it for, uh, for this week. Join us. Uh, well, join me. Maybe, I don't know if you'll... I, well, to be fair, there's no real plan for the next episode yet, but there's going to be one more episode to air next week. Not too sure what it is yet. There's a, there's a little surprise brewing, so I don't know spoilers. Mm. But then after that one, we will be putting up the Will Ospreay doubleheader. So stay tuned for that, because that is something you don't want to miss, because it's very, very good and very, very drunk and entertaining. What more could you want? Yep. And, uh, and as is tradition on Luchapod, we buried Malik for a little bit, which is great. Hey! You know, what more can you want from Luchapod? And don't forget to um, give us your answers for this week's Malik's Mystery. Is, yeah, is Malik will, afraid of ghosts? I will remember to put the, the poll up. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go on the Facebooks and I'm going to queue up a, a gimmick. Whatever that Good. meant. I'll be, I'll be watching. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> so there it is. Good. Episode four. Are we on four? I think we're this on four. was episode four. Yeah, this would have been episode four. So yeah, join us next week for episode five. And in the meantime, like we keep saying, stay inside and wash your hands. There you go.